right, here we go for Saul 97, January 24th, minus 6 in Edmonton, looking for a high of 0, and then smoking hot for the weekend. And the Oilers are smoking hot still with 14 straight wins after last night's 4-1 victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets to improve to 27-15-1. and you know, the worst, probably the worst two periods of the streak, there's no question about that, were the first and second periods. You could argue last night that the first and second periods against the Blue Jackets were the worst periods the Oilers played all year. And that goes back to at the beginning of the season where they were 2-9-1. Their worst two periods of the year, except for Stuart Skinner, uh, thanks to a third period where... Uh, you know, the Oilers just said enough is enough. Uh, they watched their goaltender keep them in the game for 40 minutes. It should have been 4-1, 5-1, maybe 6-1. Columbus had no finish and were not connecting on passes a lot, uh, you know, in and around the Oilers' goaltender and in and around the net, to just like the Oilers were not connecting on passes all night long. But going into that third period, the Oilers were had 23 goals for, six goals against in the third period. Uh, during this 13-game winning streak. Well, it's now 26 goals for and six goals against. Columbus had a minus 33 goal for differential goals against differential in the third period going into last night's game. Now, minus 36. But the first 40 minutes, there were more turnovers than uh, you'd find at the counter at Bonton Bakery. And they were big-time turnovers, turned into extremely dangerous scoring chances and possibilities for the Columbus Blue Jackets. But Stu Skinner held the Oilers in. Now 11 straight wins for Stuart Skinner, passing Grant Fuhr on the all-time Oilers list for consecutive wins. We had, obviously, Grant Fuhr on every Tuesday as our co-host here on Sports 1440 in the morning show. And Grant was saying yesterday that he is just ecstatic for Stuart Skinner, the way he's playing. He's been in Stuart Stuart Skinner's corner all season long, even when things weren't going well. And if you caught Mark Spector's article, and of course we'll have Speck on at 8 o'clock for On the Mark for Booster Juice, uh, well, Speck, hooked up with the Grand Fear talking to Fear last night about Stuart Skinner and the streak and how happy that uh, Fear is to see Stuart Skinner break that mark. The Oilers now 22 and 3 in their last 25 games, but there were several several five alarm giveaways that resulted in heavy danger chances, but Skinner came through in the clutch with several key saves. The, maybe the, the the prettiest one was on uh, Johnny Gaudreau on the breakaway. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Skinner, he had, even on the goal that was scored, I mean, that was the goal that was scored to uh, Vincent DeHarnay had the turnover, sort of fell. And Skinner almost got that one, too, uh, when Voronkov scored. And, <laughs> I mean, he is playing out of his mind right now and just great post-game comments after the contest. We'll hear some of those in the uh, 740 hour from Stu Skinner about how much passing Grant Fuhr and how much to e- how much being even in the conversation with Grant Fuhr uh, means to Stuart Skinner. So the Oilers uh, now, after Vegas won last night as well, the Oilers still seven points back of Vegas in the Pacific Division standings. The Oilers do have a whopping five games in hand 
But it is it's a it's an argument. You could say that the Oilers' first two periods were their f- worst two periods of the entire season. They had 13 giveaways in the first period. They had 22, I believe, or 23 after 40 minutes. And then in the third period, just kind of said enough is enough and started playing, getting their feet moving, skiing. The passes were connecting a lot better. I think when you're in a situation where you go, uh, it's 1-1 and we have played very poorly Let's just get it together here for 20 minutes. Bail our goaltender out because he's been the only reason we're in the contest. Bail him out and uh, make it 14 in a row. And that's where they are. 14 wins in a row. Just the seventh team in NHL history to reach that mark. Text coming in. uh, 1-833-401-1440. Good morning from the Stair Farmer. His uh, daily roll call. If you would have told me at the start of the season the Oilers would have 14 straight wins, I would tell you, not going to happen. Uh, go Oilers, go have a great show. Thanks, Stair Farmer. You know, and again, 22-3 and three in the last 25. So you've got a 14-game winning streak and an 8-game winning streak. 24-6 and six under head coach Chris Knobloch. Henry texts in, uh, funny, haven't seen any Flames or Leafs car flags for about a month or so. Maybe it's just me. Well, when the Flames, uh, when the when the Leafs played here, pardon me, when the Leafs played here and the Oilers beat them, there were a lot of uh, fla- or, uh, Leafs jerseys in the stands, and I'm sure there were a few Leafs car flags around town. So Oilers on a 14-game winning streak, home to Chicago tomorrow, day off today, and then Saturday afternoon, it is the Nashville Predators here. Duke of Delburn, did you uh, were you back at the curling rink last night, or did you were you able to watch the game? I watched the game, yeah. Kevin. It, uh, it it wasn't pretty, no. But uh, I mean, hey, it, it, we've said this a couple times, I think, over the course of this win streak, depending on how the games are shaking out. But a win is a win is a win, mm-hmm. and it uh, it's four, fourteen win is a win is a wins in a row now for the Oilers, and it um it just goes to show that different players can contribute at different times. And, I mean, Stuart Skinner is out of his mind right now. He mm-hmm. held the team in that game. And who knows? I mean, if that's a team that's not the Columbus Blue Jackets with a little more uh, finishing ability, a little more uh, top-end firepower, maybe it's, we'd be having, diff- having a different conversation yeah. this morning. But guess what? You play the games as they're scheduled. Yes. And it just so happens the Oilers, leaders, yeah. Oilers didn't have their best stuff for the first probably 40 minutes of that game realistically. Yeah. And they still come out with a pretty, um, you know, resounding and, and comfortable win. So... Uh, it's a good one, and props to Stuart Skinner, who first star last night. I'm, uh, I'm oh. sure, I'm sure Louis keeps that in the back of his mind ever <laughs> yes. since uh, you grilled him about it. So you know, and maybe you know this stat, maybe you don't. Maybe you heard it last night, and I actually don't know if I heard it last night, but I've sort of kind of keeping tabs on it. How many players, Duke, during this 14 game winning streak? How many different players do you would you say have game winning goals? If you could answer quite quickly. Uh, Maybe you know it. Maybe you've heard I, it. I, I did not see it. I'm going to get 14-game win streak. Seven. Ten. Wow. So last night, Evander Kane was the 10th player to score the game-winning goal, to be credited with the game-winning goal, which is quite remarkable, which tells you, it shows you how much how much contribution the team is getting from everyone up and down the lineup. And again, last night, by no means was it a... A Jackson Pollock. <laughs> was it a... It wasn't... <laughs> we're not saying Picasso it wasn't, it anymore. Wasn't a, it was not a Van Gogh. No Van Gogh. We're not doing... We're giving some credit, some credit to some other artists of all time. Picasso's out. Whenever there's a bad game, Picasso's out on the program. 
Text coming in, 1-833-401-1440. Um, oh, good morning, KK and Duke. From the king of Fort Nasty. All right, Kev. <laughs> Rough first two periods. I thought they played worse in the second than the first. I don't know if that's, I, I would say they were both poor. I'm not sure if you can rank them as poorly as that. Uh, highlight for me was Kane getting a couple of goals and DeHarnay crushing Johnny Gaudreau. Go Oilers, go 15 in a row. Cheers, the king of Fort Nasty. Uh, <laughs> Mark. The first two periods last night were a Jackson Pollock. Very messy looking. See, I think that's got to That's where we're going now, Duke. Across the league. Everywhere. Last night, uh, sat in the press box, talked to Jerry Matajong of uh, Post Media, NHL.com. And Jerry will guess with us at uh, 720 because he was uh, there covering the game last night. So we'll get his thoughts. And, and also, Jerry was, you know, he had the article yesterday about Sam Gagne being a part of the big streak that uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets were on uh, seven, eight years ago when they had 16 wins in a row. So, and Sam was a big part of that streak, big part of the Columbus Blue Jackets team, even though he was, he played on the fourth line that season in Columbus, but he was on the first unit power play. So he had big time contributions for that winning streak. And now he's part of, of another one. So that article was out yesterday. If you have a chance, check it out. Jerry Matajongs at Post Media. And uh, kind of, whenever you get a scoop, and we'll talk to it, and we addressed it yesterday. Whenever you get a, a sort of a scoop where you find a little nugget, it's always neat when you're the only guy that kind of has it. Just like, you know, Mark Spector gets Grant Fear last night. Uh, passing, Stuart Skinner passes Grant Fear for uh, consecutive wins uh, for the Oilers. And... We had Grant Fear talking about it all day yesterday, so it's kind of a, a neat, neat angle. Also coming up at uh, 8 o'clock will be Mark Spector. 8.20, Rob Shrimp, former NHLer, former Oiler. Now he's in Hong Kong, and that's a neat uh, initiative. And to be a part of, you know, be a part of growing the game on a worldwide basis, I don't know if I would have ever thought Rob Shrimp would be in Hong Kong when he was playing here or where we played, you know, played for the Islanders and played many years overseas. But to see Rob Shrimp, um, you know, he's 37, 38 years old now, to see him move on to where he's, you know, contributing and helping out, you know, young kids, young hockey organizations, uh, I think it's pretty cool. We'll get his thoughts on that. Plus, of course, he played with Corey Perry with the London Knights Back in 2005 or so, a couple of years, he played with Corey Perry. They won the Memorial Cup in 2005 with the London Knights. Probably had one of the best junior teams in the history of the CHL. Beat uh, Sidney Crosby and Ramuski in the Memorial Cup final. I mean, that was an absolute powerhouse of a team. But we'll get Rob Shrimp's comments on what he thinks uh, Corey Perry can offer this team, what Corey Perry can do moving forward. I mean, it's a deeper team with Corey Perry here. We've talked about it for the last three or four days now. David Schlepko will be our co-host, as he is every Wednesday for Cougar Paint and Collision. Looking forward to a couple of guests later in the uh, program. Danon Hughes used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs was a two-sport star at Iowa. Duke, did you know that? That he was a two-sport, probably one of the best two-sport stars 
in Iowa school history. Uh, yes, Baseball, I, yeah. I did. I was aware that uh, yeah. he was a two sport guy and uh, had some time with the Brewers. Um, I don't. Did he get any actual no, major league games? No, but he it, was in the organization. Played in the minors. Yeah. And then I think what happened was he was he had to make the decision. His choice. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a Kyler Murray, I would imagine, but on a lesser level. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, of obviously, course, with not, obviously not to as much acclaim. No. Right? So. And then, uh, then moved on to Kansas City, and then bounced around doing college games, and now is the Chiefs analyst. Yeah, he, he so. covers like all three sports for the Big Ten Network. Yeah, if, yeah. So you he uh, he's a very well versed guy. I'm looking forward to that chat. And then uh, Craig Koshin from uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. So coaching change in Milwaukee with the Bucks as they decide to move on from Adrian Griffin and. I guess all indications are pointing towards Doc Rivers there, but I don't know if they make a decision on that today. That's that's what the reports are saying. Everyone was saying, you know, when they made the trades in the offseason, you know, when they got Giannis, and they're the undisputed, besides, ball, uh, you know, Boston going into the season, those mm-hmm. were the two teams that everyone was saying would vie for not just the NBA championship, but obviously the Eastern Division uh, Conference uh, championship, so... Uh, Craig Koshin will guess with us at that point. Uh, Kes, uh, text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Good morning, KK. Last night was giveaway night for the whole team except Skinner. Yes, that's from Gordon D. They <laughs> it, it was it was a, a game where nothing was going right for the Oilers. They just couldn't get out of their own way. So many giveaways and and, and these were massive giveaways. The 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 one. Like the one that Vinny DeHarnay sort of slipped and fell, but that giveaway turned into a goal. But there could have been four or five or six other giveaways that turned into goals. Columbus just didn't finish them. When we come back, Jerry Monajong, Post Media and NHL.com will be our guest on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Just before we get to the puck report and Jerry Monajong, my apologies. Yes, and thanks to Matt for uh, correcting me. It was Sam Gagne falling on the play that led to the first goal. DeHarnay was swooping around in the slot, but uh, thanks to Matt and uh, even Donovan, the intern, for for helping me out there. You know, it's it's nice when you have a little support around here, Donovan. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's it just it means the world to me. It really does. Uh, <laughs> time now for the puck report. Brought to you by Fountain Tire, and Fountain Tire is helping you stay on the road safely with flexible payment plans to suit your needs. Talk to your local store about their financing options. Learn more at fountaintire.com. As we welcome in Jerry Modijong from Post Media and. NHL.com, and among other things. Welcome back to Sports 1440. Big Jer. Thanks, Kev. So, uh, we were up in the press box watching the game last night, and it was an interesting first two periods, and then the third was quite a lot different than the, the first two. What'd you think? Yeah. Hey, how about Garnier? Just just mentioning him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, didn't have the greatest game. You know, fell, uh, had, the, had the turnover, um, you know, that led to led to the goal by the opposition, and at the same time, I mean, he last night with the win by Edmonton became the first player in NHL history to be on two uh, win streaks of at least fourteen games long. Right? I mean, he, we all know he was yeah. part of the uh, that great run in 2016-17 by uh, by the Blue Jackets, um, where they you know fell fell one shy of mm-hmm. the uh, the record seventeen in a row. Um, yeah, I was going to get to that, Jerry. Too, in the sense that you had you had the article in yesterday, and uh, 
anytime you kind of get a little bit of a nugget like that and you're one of the only guys that gets it, it's a good feather in your cap, so congrats on that. But just in talking to Sam about that, being involved in both, what did you get out of that conversation? Well, and, and yeah, and amazing that, uh, you know, he did it again last night against Columbus. It's just, it's just so fitting. Uh, I mean, you, you couldn't write this sort of, script in Hollywood and have any sort of believable uh, movie, right? Everybody mm-hmm. walking out of there like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, and, and, it, and it all builds towards what, uh, what these guys are doing and want to be doing. Uh, you know, one guy, uh, let's say it was Sam last night, has uh, you know, not the greatest game. I mean, you, you've got guys around that are, are picking it up, picking him up. Uh, dusting them off and saying, no problem, we got this. Uh, and uh, Kevin, I was there right beside you. <laughs> you, you look at it now, uh, the, the morning after, you're like, oh, of course, of course they did. Of course they, you know, headed into the uh, you know, the third period, uh, you know. Um, and typically, I mean, it's been separated by one goal or tied, or they've been down, and you're like, man, I mean, we look at each other. It's like, is is this it? Is this? I mean, is this the one? Is Columbus the team of all teams that is going to knock these guys off <laughs> this amazing streak? And you know, they just go out there and have another another Oilers third period, which is the way they want to be playing at at the end of the year, which they haven't been able to do. I mean, they, for so long, this uh, uh, McDavid Drysdale era, they relied on this offensive powerhouse. They've they've got going and and uh you know that's the sort of thing that kind of fizzled out uh, at the time of year when they they needed it most and and you know instead of throwing a whole bunch of goals up and hoping it, it outlasts the opposition on the scoreboard by the end of 60 um i mean they're playing this massive defensive structure of a game that is just i mean <laughs> well, well you saw it you yeah. were there with your own eyes and, and you saw Stuart skinner rise to uh you know, uh, ranks within he, that He's franchise. playing, Jerry, yeah. He's playing out of his mind right now. And and as you said in the third period, the Oilers going into last night had, you know, now they're outscoring their opposition 26-6 in the third right. period during the streak, which is, again, off the right. charts. So, yeah. I mean, we're seeing it all. And here's another one. I know you in your article you had, you know, you talked about Evander Kane, and we were just touching on it. Um, he's the 10th player to have a game-winning goal in this 14-game winning streak. So that it, it shows you how much that they're getting it from from all players. But what did you make of Stuart Skinner last night post-game talking about, you know, Grant Fuhrer and, you know, being able to pass him for consecutive wins yeah. uh, in Oilers history? Unbelievable. And no longer is this the, uh, you know, for so long, everybody's been referring to this throughout the league as, you know, two guys in a power play. Mm-hmm. We're, we are not seeing that anymore yet. You know, there's still obviously the two guys, the two, three, four top guys on this team are hands down the best guys on this roster. But they don't, you know what, they don't have to play that way and be the best every night for this team to even have a chance. And a big part of that, like you brought up, uh, Stuart back there, hometown boy of all things. Uh, you know what, I, I remember this guy as a kid coming through here in Lethbridge and Swift Current in the dub. And just dominating games in, in the in the junior level, uh, and still with with the same mustache even back then. You know, <laughs> impressive. I, I jealous the whole time. This kid coming up and and uh, you know I, I'm surprised he doesn't just whip out a comb between uh, 
between saves and fix <laughs> this thing. But you know, Jerry, I I even go back before that. I was covering him back when he was at Southside Athletic Club because they um, had a massive rivalry. The Southsiders, Tyler Benson was on the team, James Hamblin was on the team, even Matt Berlin was on the team that had. Uh, you know, Keith got called up for a game with the Oilers, and then they played yeah. Sherwood Park, and Sammy Steele and Carter Hart were on yes. those teams. So Amazing. I think Stu had a mustache back then in Banton. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. And how great. My favorite part of the whole night last night was in the scrum afterwards, as you talked about. And and Skinner, the, the kid can talk, man. I mean, he's got a great head on his shoulders. But my favorite thing was him being asked about why him and, and Vinnie DeHarnay have this. You know, crazy little chest bump sort of celebration after each win uh, lately. And, you know, he brings up their days harkening way back to the, you know, the ECHL uh, when, when they kind of used to do this. So, uh, you know, how cool, you know, these guys uh, who've, who've taken that sort of route, you know, not the, the most direct route, not the... Not all that first overall uh, draft pick. Although, you know, speaking of, we did see Holloway. How, how nice that thing, you know, assist the game winner uh, in Calgary, first getting called up, uh, uh, called back up after that injury. And uh, and, and then turning around and, and uh, being able to score a goal. I, albeit, you know, it was kind of clean-up duty last night. But still, I mean, the kid is, is uh, playing center now, which is exactly what they need him to do. And just to see him bounce back like that and, and uh, put up some points here early in his return is, is uh, amazing too. But a- absolutely, getting getting back to Skinner, man, um, boy, <laughs> after after the way they started this mm-hmm. year, to even be thinking about talking about uh, you know in eclipsing a Grant Fuhr record of all things, uh, I mean, good on the kid. I, I never would well, believe this. Yeah. He's 18-2 and two in his last 20 starts. I mean, wow. that's just a phenomenal part. His stats are just as good, if not better, in pretty well almost every category now in the, in the streak, obviously, than uh, Connor Hellebuck. And the Jets were on a real roll as well. Right. Jerry Montajong, right. our guest from Post Media on Sports 1440, the Kevin Carey Show, coming up to 7.30 in Edmonton. So you mentioned Holloway, but now Corey Perry comes in. And and Sam Gagne is going to be one of these guys that is going to be going, well, one game he might be in, one game he might be out because of the depth that's happening yeah. on the bottom six. What do you make of that going forward here, Jerry? Yeah, not only the, not only the productivity on, on the scoreboard we're seeing from that bottom six, but also you start having to tinker with this bottom six lineup, part of the lineup. Uh, you get a bunch of guys down there who are absolutely killing it on, on the penalty kill. So, I mean, at this point, I'm not taking him out for, for a guy like Connor Brown. And you know what? The, the guy is snake bitten. How many opportunities yeah. has he had lately to put one in? It's going to happen. I'm sure of it. But, boy, it's got a feel to, to the guy. Like, uh, you know, is this ever going to happen again? It's uh, it's tough. But, uh, yeah, to, to, to turn around now, and obviously, you know, you're the GM and, and you're you're pulling the, the strings on this roster. Uh, you get a chance to bring in a guy like like Perry, and you know, for, forget whatever happened. It's it's a reclamation project, and they've already shown they could do this with, uh, as you brought up before, with with Kane, uh, and, and that's turned out so well in their favor. You know why why not? Why may, you know maybe this is the one missing piece that uh, is going to make a difference. Uh, this time uh, around in the playoffs, who knows? But you got to get him in the lineup, and somebody's got to come out. And you know what? You're you're right. Uh, it's kind of the fingers kind of uh, pointing at at Gagne at this point. Not 
Not and it could be pointing at a few guys, Jerry. Right. I think that's right. what that's what's going to happen down okay. down the stretch here because you have that ability, that much depth. But you know, for the most part, the Oilers have been almost relatively injury free this season oh on on defense. You know, that's the only reason that Philip Broberg hasn't had an right. opportunity here, and that's the reason why a lot right. of the forwards have stayed in the lineup because and with salary cap and and roster construction and restrictions. Yeah. But you know, Connor Brown again, he had he almost scored on the Hall goal it was a heck of a save by Elvis Merzilkins and yeah. uh, and then Connor Brown gets the assist on the Holloway goal so uh, you know oh, moving yeah. forward here Jerry as we're speaking with Jerry Matajong from Post Media you got Chicago uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. Oilers with a day off today and then Nashville on Saturday and then a long break how do you see yeah. things uh, kind of shaking down here in the next few days and then through the break and then into into the the next part of the se- season and the schedule Oh, absolutely. And then as soon as they get back, it's it's Vegas. And, mm-hmm. you know, if the trend holds up, I mean, they're looking at, uh, you know, they're, they're looking at this uh, this NHL record the same way uh, Sam and Columbus were, uh, you know, five, six years ago like that. It's uh, and, and it's setting up nice of them. I, I mean, are we even allowed to mention injuries at this point? I mean, is it is it like yeah, uh, you know is it like mentioning the the word shutout too early in, in the third period and uh, or or the no hitter that this pitcher's got going? I mean, it's uh, you know and good on them, uh, especially the way the way they're playing intense like this uh, that they haven't had a you know more than a band aid situation uh, sort of thing. Although <laughs> you say that, uh, and it's probably easier said than done. We don't see. The part of the locker room where a guy like Kane is spending the first seven or eight minutes uh, post game, <laughs> as we're kind of standing around waiting to talk to him, you know what? <laughs> what's he doing with trainers? How, how many ice? Oh, no, he got, he's got to change right. and every, you know that's his style, man. Well, <laughs> that's his style. I, I, well, it is, but then he also comes out in his yeah. skivvy, so he I hasn't, know. He hasn't he, been changing lately. There, there are definitely bumps and bruises on this roster. He, sure. he just wants, to, yeah, he, that's his style, man. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Montajong, Post Media, with us uh, on the Kevin Carey Show. Just want to switch gears, Jerry, uh, yeah. to the Elks for a couple minutes here before oh we let boy. you go. And you're, you've been the beat reporter for the Elks for a number of years now, and I assume that you'll be going back to that once training camp in the regular season breaks here, because if you don't, there'll be no one covering the team because that <laughs> you've seen it. Uh, I've been down there with you, and there's not a whole lot of media that get down there oh. anymore. So what have you made of the, the last few little roster moves and and I don't mean MBT, but just I mean Ed Gainey right. was yesterday. Just the yeah. last couple here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean uh, Gainey. I mean that's a, that's kind of a tough one to see go. But at the same time, you're, you're looking like uh, yeah. I mean his his best days are are well behind him. You know his back to back All Star seasons were seventeen eighteen with with Regina, and uh, he's playing at one of those positions where. You start missing a step, it starts getting real noticeable. Uh, and not only missing a step, but uh, missing games. I mean, yeah. how often was that guy injured the last couple of years he was here? Uh, and, and still a great piece of veteran uh, puzzle to have uh, to kind of help these young guys up. But, boy, the growing pains that that secondary has gone through, uh, especially last year, within, I mean, how many of those guys are, are, were first and second year players last year uh, that, mm-hmm. that Chris ended up bringing in and uh, you know what good on him uh, to get to the point where you know what we have a big ticket back there we're not sure how many games we're going to get out of him uh, and we're comfortable enough right now feeling that we can let this guy go so no, I mean good, 
good on the club if, if that's how they can feel. But uh, it, you know what? I I still I still get a feeling like uh, getting rid of Jake Sarisna wasn't. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> well, Maybe. Think, I, Maybe I get that one crazy. too, Jerry. But you get you know, Curly Gittens comes in, and I get it yeah. all. But do you think the signing of uh, Robert Kimdichi Oh yeah, is the difference? That, so basically, you're getting Gittens yeah. and uh, Robert Kimdichi all yeah. at the same time for for Ceresna. So if you look right. at it that way, I think are you happy with it? You look at it that way, all of a sudden, Chris Jones is, is playing chess with the checkers, as yeah. the saying goes in the CFL, right? Uh, You've got to be thinking moves ahead uh, when you when you pull uh, the, the trigger on deals like this, especially. And you know what? When you've got a, a GM head coach who is uh, such a defensive-oriented kind of guy, if he's if he's doing this to his own unit, that, that he's, uh, you know, his – his heart and soul are overseeing on this thing. Uh, then you got to know it's uh, it's for good reason. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, but you know what? Serezna is a tough one still in my mind. Yeah. He, he was such a piece uh, of uh, of what they've been trying to build towards, and, and kind of that go to guy uh, for a quote. And and I mean, this is this is me talking, not yeah. uh, not as uh, you know <laughs> somebody who would be be pulling the trigger on these moves for the team. But, uh, yeah, tough to see a, a glue guy like that go. Uh, but, obviously, you know, Jones has a has a plan in, in motion. Do you know, um, you know the uh, the first preseason game is four months away, Jerry, to the day tomorrow. Unbelievable. I'm looking out <laughs> my window right now. and uh, <laughs> you know. Well, even this weekend, the weather this weekend yeah. is probably better than a lot of weekends that they've uh, had in November. You're not kidding. Yeah. You're not kidding. And then the whole debate comes to do they move the season up? And then uh, you realize uh, TSN has it right where it wants it. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and you know, is able to fill, uh, fill some airtime that way. And, uh, you know, what? good on it because, uh, I mean, as much as as much as the CFL gets hammered, and especially around here for uh, – for uh, you know attendance woes, uh, you know the TV numbers have been uh, have been really floating. Yeah. Uh, everything they got going on here, so it's well, it's good to see. You know what? I'm going to go on a bit of a TSN rant here after the break. <laughs> so you might want after what I saw yesterday, it blew my mind. Well, and it's happened for years and years and years. Yeah. It's something that. But anyway, we'll talk about that after the break. But uh, hey, Jerry, thanks for hopping on here. Really appreciate it, and we'll see you down you at the rink. Thanks, Jerry. That's Jerry Montajong, PostMediaNHL.com, and our puck report brought to you by Fountain Tire. Head to FountainTire.com to check out their winter tire lineup and brand offerings. That'll be a little minor rant for me, Duke, after the break, after watching the mighty TSN yesterday at uh, 4 p.m. I got home. Everything was just kosher. You were having a great afternoon. I thought, okay, you know, here we go. We got... Probably one of the biggest stories going on that you could possibly have, and I'm going to mention. I'm, I'm betting if someone was watching at 4 p.m., they're going to say you're exactly right. I don't understand it. So that's going to be uh, coming up right after the break. Plus, have we got Stu Skinner for uh, after the break as well? We sure do. All right, that's coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Pretty massive breaking news uh, happening in the last several minutes. The Globe and Mail reporting that five former members of the 2018 Canadian World Junior Hockey League players told to surrender to face charges of sexual assault. It was followed up by Rick Westhead uh, from TSN, who probably has a 
uh, pulse on this maybe more so than anyone. Uh, Rick Westhead says breaking five members of the 2018 World Junior Hockey Team have been told to surrender to London, Ontario police to face charges of sexual assault. The Globe and Mail reports citing unnamed sources. The Globe reports the players who have not been charged yet have been given a set period of time to present them, present themselves at London police headquarters. So this is obviously a fluid situation, a lot going on. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on it as best we can. And you've obviously heard all rumors and things happening. And well, it's been it's been six years already here in the in the sense of where we're at with with everything that happened and how Hockey Canada handled it and what they did and didn't do at certain points of this investigation and trying to um, you know, trying to cover it up. I mean, it's that simple of was what happened uh, many years ago. So we'll try to keep you up to date on this as best we can. Uh, Stuart Skinner. Well, let's get to Stuart Skinner, Duke. Uh, a phenomenal game last night. Again, 27 saves. He was the sole reason that the Oilers won this game 4-1 over Columbus uh, now passes Grant Fuhr with 11 consecutive wins to set a mark uh, for all-time wins uh, consecutively for the Oilers organization. And Stu Skinner was the number one star last night and had this to say uh, following last night's contest. Stu, Warren um, was just talking about how you really kept your team in. Huh? Can you talk about the mentality maybe when you know the guys don't have it? And is, is there like a challenge for yourself to keep your team in it? I think that's why us goalies love uh, love to play the game. I think moments like that where you're, you're able to come up with a couple of big saves and keep your uh, keep your team in it. A uh, big part of our job is just being able to give our team a chance to win. Um, I think I did that for uh, for a couple of periods, and then in the third period we just kind of we took it home. So uh, it's really really good pushback by our group. What yeah. happens in the third period? If you haven't lost the third period in this entire streak, then the goals for and against are a bit ridiculous. What what happens if gear gets shifted with this group? It's just kind of been. Uh, a lot of work going into the third period, uh, especially when we're in these tight games. Uh, we know what's on the line for us. Uh, every point's massive, uh, and we know that. And going into the third periods, it's been really, we've been either down one or up one. So, um, yeah, just critical periods, and, and uh, that's when we love to come out and, and shine. Franchise record uh, for you, 11 straight wins for a goaltender. What does that mean to you? It means a lot. It's, it's, uh, I was feeling a lot of emotion, especially when I went out on the ice for, uh, for the first star there, just because it's pretty cool being able to break a record from one of the best goalies to ever, ever live. So, um, obviously, a guy that I look up to, a guy that I've talked to, and he's just one of the best. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very fortunate to be, uh, to be able to break it. What's it like for a modern goaltender to watch the way that Grant played back in the day? The two styles, yeah. so it's such a contrast, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's just it it is pretty wild uh, to see how they how they play it. I mean, they're like what I think about is how heavy their gear would have been and uh, being you know getting shots in the collarbone. They didn't have like too too much protection. The mask that they wore it's, uh, it takes a lot of guts to to do what they did, um, especially at that time. But uh, especially for Grant, watching him, watching all those videos that I've been able to watch. Um, knowing him personally, he's just such a competitor. Uh, and, and, I mean, you, you saw that in uh, when they won the Cup, when they uh, just when he was always playing. So um, pretty cool. We see you guys, you and Vinny, do the high five yeah. at the end of every game. What's the origin story to that? Uh, started back in Wichita when we played in uh, the ECHL. Um, 
And yeah, it's just kind of a moment where uh, him and I are very tight, obviously, because we were able to kind of move our way up to, sorry about that, <laughs> sorry, uh, from the coast to the American League to the NHL. So um, just something that we love to do. Uh, obviously, we're incredible friends, um, and we love to celebrate uh, the wins when we can. Stu, you've been asked a lot about your streak here, but it isn't just a streak. You've been going on a couple months, a really solid play from you. What's, what's it been like for you the last couple months with that? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, there's every single game so different, right? There's uh, there's games where it's been tight, games where uh, we kind of take over, games where other teams take over. So uh, it's just been a lot of uh, a lot of resilience from our group. Um, you know, going off the street, going off my play, going off everybody's play. It's been it's been pretty amazing to watch this group uh, uh, work to where we are today. Uh, at the same time, we have a lot of work to do. Um, you know, we're kind of in the middle middle part, and there's. There's a lot of work to be done, so it's it's uh, up to us to, to keep moving forward here. There were a lot of struggles for everyone early on. I know you talked about your play and sometimes feeling okay about it, sometimes not. Did you really feel like there was a turning point, or can you pinpoint a turning point for you this year where things uh, took off for you? Couldn't really pinpoint it. Uh, I think it's just, uh, again, I, like I, I've said it a few times, but just the resiliency from all of us. Um, you know, it starts with everybody in this dressing room. Um, yeah, you know, when starts like that happen, uh, it's up to the guys whether we're how we're going to react to it and uh, being able to show kind of what we're doing, being able to win close games, uh, being able to fight, battle, grind every single night. It's it's uh, it's fun to be a part of. Does this workload suit? You? I mean, it seems to suit you, but do you like? I love it. Yeah, I'd I'd play every game if I could. <laughs> this is not an easy place to be a struggling goaltender. So were there times when you were alone thinking? This, is, this ain't going good. I mean, yeah, there, there's, I mean, you, you never want to do bad no matter where you are. Um, I mean, obviously being a, from a hometown kid, it's something that I've dreamed of. So, uh, like I said last time, it's a very fortunate position to, to struggle in a, a great city like this um, and to be able to struggle playing in the NHL. Um, there's ups, there's downs. That's uh, part of life. Uh, it's going to happen uh, until my last day. So, um it's up to me to how I respond to it um, and just keep on working, keep on moving forward. You're only a second-year NHL goalie, and your level of your play in the last couple of months has been very, very high. How good can it get here? How, you know, how good can you be? I'm hoping a lot better. Um, I think uh, for me it's a lot about just growing, um, you know. Obviously, we all love the game. Our jobs is to keep on getting better every single day. Um, uh, I'm hoping that I have a lot of years left and there's a lot of growth for me to have. There, I, I learned a very valuable lesson after that first goal um, and just going to keep on doing that. So sky's the limit, as uh, we like to say, but um, i gotta keep on, uh, I got to keep on working on my craft. That's Oilers net miner Stu Skinner. His 11th straight win passing Grand Fuhr for the all-time mark for Oilers goaltenders. Consecutive victories. Stuart Skinner 18-2 and in his last 20 games. The Oilers are 22-3 and in their last 25 games. Uh, one other goaltender note from across the league. Frank Saravalli, Daily Faceoff reporting. The Chicago Blackhawks have come to terms with goaltender Peter Mrazek on a two-year extension worth $4.25 million. $4.25 million per year for Peter Morazic. Uh, just to, in case you missed it, the breaking news regarding the 2018 Canadian World Junior Hockey Team. And it's been reported from the Globe and Mail that f- five members of that team have been told to surrender 
to London, Ontario police to face charges of sexual assault, according to two sources. Uh, that's from the Toronto, the Globe and Mail in Toronto. Uh, the pending charges are connected uh, with an alleged group sexual assault on a woman in a hotel room stemming from a Hockey Canada fundraising gala in June of 2018. Players have not been charged yet, have been given a set period of time to present themselves at London Police Headquarters. That's according to two sources. This is from the Globe and Mail with knowledge of the investigation. Uh, More than a year ago, London Police filed that application with Ontario Court seeking approval for various investigative measures. Uh, This goes back, this has been going on for a long time. This initial investigation by uh, the London Police was closed without charges in February of 2019, but we all know this case has been played out over a period of of more than five years. And obviously Hockey Canada in a lot of hot water and controversy prompting, they went to parliamentary committee into uh, what happened and talking about who was running the organization, who was in charge and who made these decisions. Uh, Goes back a long, long way. So we'll try to keep you up to date as much as possible on that. Uh, I better get uh, just that quick TSN rant, Duke. So I got home yesterday, 4 o'clock. I thought, okay, Oilers, you know, they got a chance for 14 wins in a row. This is a big deal. The Leafs aren't playing until today, so the Leafs didn't play yesterday. Turn on the TV, watch the TSN 4 o'clock sportscast. 13 minutes, 13 minutes of Ilya Samsonov coverage and John Tavares coverage with the Leafs. The Leafs are playing the Jets tonight. So now the Jets are obviously in Toronto getting ready for the game. So the camera goes to the Jets as well. 45 seconds of Jets coverage, one of the top teams in the league, following 13 minutes of Ilya Samsonov playing Sunday in Seattle and then getting the start apparently today. You know, that was yesterday's report, getting the start tomorrow is in today's game against the Jets. And then they went to the Oilers after that. Just stellar. Stellar. When we come back, top of the hour, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet will guest with us. Looking forward to Rob Shrimp at 8.20. He'll be joining us from Hong Kong, uh, where he is involved uh, with the hockey program there, but a former teammate uh, and friend of Corey Perry, and he'll discuss what Corey Perry means uh, to the Oilers coming forward as well. David Schlemko, top of the hour at 9 o'clock. The former NHLer and her co-host every Wednesday from 9 to 11. At uh, 9.20, Dana Hughes, Kansas City Chiefs analyst, to tee up the big AFC championship game between the Chiefs and Baltimore. And then Craig Kosha and Milwaukee Bucks will, I guess, with us at 10.20. Before all that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by First Round. Watch NFL football this Sunday for the AFC and NFC championship games. And you could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke.